couple minutes but we're here we still here (laughs) (laughs) welcome to another episode of sana sana i'm adriana and i'm adriana and i'm extra happy to be here with you today because it's our anniversary edition episode so welcome and this is episode number Nine. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, since it's been a whole year since we um, launched Sana Sana podcast, um, we're doing a live recording where it's just a reflective episode where we're checking in. That's part one. The other part two reason is because my computer died. Yes, we're having some real technical issues and struggles, so we're dealing with it, and we hope that you like this episode, which is, yeah, raw, unedited, and yeah, surprise! Yes, we're recording straight into SoundCloud from my phone, (laughs) and we've done it before, we did it for seven and a half um, so we know it's going to be great. Um, we just ask for your patience as we continue. We're, we're committed to continuing recording until I can get my computer situation straightened out. Um, my poor little Mac has been around since 2008. It's quite a workhorse. It's put me through grad school, a lot of video editing, a lot of photography, like high resolution photos, a lot of editing, uh, editing for that. Um, a lot of audio files that even before we launched on Asana podcast, I, I have, I love audio. So I've done a lot of, um, editing through that. So it was really, my little Mac was on her last legs. I'm hopeful that I could still get something out of it when I take her to the store. Like, like perhaps they can revive her, even if it's just for a few more months, but I have accepted that if that doesn't happen, it's going to be okay because she's definitely paid her dues and maybe time for her to move on to the afterlife yeah. where the little Macs go. Oh, thank you, Mac. Yeah. So in the meantime, um, you know, the editing that we do for the show, we, we both play a heavy hand in it, but I definitely... Um, have more of it. <laughs> I, I have to do quite a bit on my end. So for, you know, until we can get that straightened out, I can't quite afford a Mac at this time um, until I can figure out what I'm going to do in the meantime. We will just keep recording straight into SoundCloud. So it's been a whole year. So what we're going to do is we're going to just kind of reflect on the episodes that we've um, created and shared with all of our Sana Sana community. Um, And then we're just going to do kind of like a check-in to see where we are a year later. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I'm especially happy that we're doing this because I think with healing, anytime we are doing healing work, there has to be time to reflect Um, there's always going to be a never ending amount of work that has to happen for healing to continue. Uh, but you can't see how far you've come if you don't take a pause and take a look back at where you started. So I'm just always really grateful for opportunities to reflect and to just be grateful for the the memories that have been built and like um, the lessons specifically that have been learned. So yeah, I'm just really excited. I was getting a little wistful thinking back. I mean, it hasn't been a ton of episodes, but eight is still substantial in a year considering all that we've been through in, you know, each of our lives, through our careers, our work, changes. Changes. <laughs> so let's actually take a, a step back and look at, we want to do just a quick little rundown if this is the first time you're tuning into Sana Sana Podcast. We want to do a rundown of the episodes that we have done. 
and kind of stop to think about like where we were at that time. And then at the end of our uh, rundown, we're going to pause and think about what are some like things that we're really proud that happened in the last year with the show and in our lives. And then like, what are some really aha moments or lessons that we learned that we don't want to forget? So, and I'll even add, because mm-hmm. this is still me, looking into the future, because I can never be present, um, <laughs> what do we hope for in maybe the next year? Or what, do we, uh, what are we really working on right now that we can incorporate into the podcast into the next year that we are with it? I love that. It's, it's really not, I feel like that's really about manifesting, right? Mm. Like, what are we hoping to manifest in the next year with our podcast? Perfect. So then I'm just manifesting all the time, hoping to manifest all the time. It's not that I'm not present. Yes. (laughs) Shake it. Reframe. (laughs) Okay, so episode one was um, edited and uh, put out into the world last October 2017. Right, right. right. I almost was like, wait, what year are we in? Right. Um, And the episode was called First Things First first and that episode really was a short version of what um you know we were still figuring out our format at that time and it was really just like hey this is who we are we're introducing ourselves in the context of the show and this is what you can expect do you remember recording that episode i remember i was so nervous and we were at the studio and it was a little cold, um, but I just remember being really excited and obviously nervous to share who, you know, who we are, were, who we are with everyone. Um, but yeah, that was a short one and was cute. And I think a lot of what I shared is still pretty relevant and pretty true. I agree. I think I'm much more comfortable, um, like, recording now than I was oh, back then. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. And just like telling the whole world about like my mental health issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, me too. And I think I'm definitely just more owning like my narrative today. But I want to say that like thinking about recording with you a year ago, I'm like, I know so much more about you today. I feel like that was really also the launch of like our friendship going to the next level because before that we had only really worked with each other Mm -hmm. so i feel like we were still like feeling each other out yes i also want to like be mindful of like even thinking about who we were in the same space together is totally different in relation to each other we were baby friends Mm -hmm. friendship was still baby and now it's so different and it's more just a it's completely different, really. So, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, and I'm too. so, you know, looking forward to continue to know more of you. Mm, I love that. So then episode two, that was, I can't remember when we recorded it. So that's the other piece of it. So, so many of these interviews that are featured in each of the episodes, like when we would have a special guest, um, were recorded at a different time than when we edited and produced um, and then published the episode. So keep that in mind. But um, episode two didn't come out too long after episode one. And and you can also like look through the SoundCloud uh, account and hear all of these for yourself. But episode two was our first featured guest who I'm really, you know, so proud of uh, that we had her as our first guest, Erica Al Sanchez, who is one of my best friends and also a famed author. She's now launched into stardom, I feel like. So <laughs> we are very honored to have had her. And just I feel like a lot of the stuff that she was sharing with us is still so relevant. And I still feel like I remember one of the main things is turning poison into medicine. And I often think about that so mm-hmm. love it yeah that's the name of the episode so i uh highly recommend that if you haven't had a chance to listen to that um interview you definitely should tune in um i had actually recorded that interview before adriana and i had decided to do the podcast together mm-hmm. um so i um had recorded erica over the phone I just called her because she was live. She's still living in New Jersey, but 
you know, she had just moved from Chicago. She was starting her first year at a fellowship at Princeton. So it was really fun. You know, we just kind of called each other up and I asked her a bunch of questions and she had a lot of answers. And if you still haven't read her book, I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter, this is the perfect opportunity to do so. Now it's in Spanish, too, which I just saw. And it's also going to be a movie, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of cool stuff happening for her and just for, you know, just the world of media, I guess, in terms of representation and really being led by people of color. So that's really exciting. Yeah. And her book of poetry is also really amazing. So pick either of those books up. Episode three, Her Story for Healing, was the name of the podcast. And our special guest in that episode was Pinky Ring, who's an amazing artist here in Chicago, um, a lyricist. She really uses her her words as, um, you know, a, a tool for, for advocacy and for change. Storytelling. Um, yeah, storytelling for sure. So I... I loved that episode because she, Pinky is so just unforgiving in her honesty. I I love it. She is just so strong in who she is. She knows who she is. And I just remember when I, when I recorded that interview, it was in person and I pretty much just set the microphone down and let her speak because it was just so much like all these truth bombs that were coming out. It was great. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the, my favorite things of actually doing the podcast and having the featured uh, guest and interview and interviewing them is that that's a lot of what we do. We just, you know, ask a couple of questions and let them speak. And that's why it's a corazón a corazón because you know, they're really speaking from the heart and we learn so much from the other person and just from their journey. Um, and this is definitely one of those. Um, so listen up if you haven't yet and shout out to Pinky Ring. Yeah, no, and I love that you mentioned that, Tokaya, because it reminds me why I love that we're making our own media. We're not confined to like time limits or, um, you know, we don't have a producer that's making us change things. Us. <laughs> we we produce ourselves. <laughs> right. right. So it's really, this is a passion project that we do literally for the love of uh, getting together and to make something creative together, to have a creative project, to focus our, harness our like creative energy to, but also just again and again and again using our podcast as a tool for our own healing. It's part of our, our healing toolkit that if we happen to plant a seed or help someone else along their healing journey, that's definitely a bonus. But I know it's helped me so much along the way this year. Agreed. Agreed. So episode four was with bad Dominicana, Saira Kelly, who is such a badass and who I love and follow because she's just talk about truth bombs for sure. Um, that was a really good one. That was kind of like a year from from today, I feel like, because it was like November Thanksgiving well, we're not time. In November. Well, ba- basically we are. <laughs> today is October 22nd, FYI. <laughs> but oh, yes, no, it was around the fall. Yeah. Um we probably recorded the interview, but the episode didn't come out until closer to Thanksgiving. Because if you remember, episode four was the episode that we had to record. I'm not exaggerating. I think we tried recording it four or five different times. And we kept losing, like, audio files. Not recording. Not recording. We, we did a whole episode in thin air. <laughs> yeah, this is when we really became OG podcasters mm-hmm. when we had to record the same one over and over and over again. So you're welcome. But <laughs> yeah, lessons learned for sure um, for episode four. Yeah. And um, just going back to Saida for a second. So at the time, I don't think her TED talk that she performed live in Mexico City. I don't think that had been published yet, but she references it. So if you haven't had the opportunity, you should definitely look up her um, her TED talk. It's amazing. Um, it, the title is Quizás No Te Pegue. And it's about her creation of the hashtag that really helped illuminate um, 
psychological abuse as part of the domestic violence uh, scenarios that a lot of women and survivors have gone through. So it really helps shed the light of other things that sometimes we may not have thought of as abuse. Um, so I really love that TED Talk and highly recommend it. And just follow her on Instagram, Twitter. She um, is a really prolific media maker and yeah, just about media that is created by you know individuals and people of color and you know radical thinkers hers is one because she uses different um, media outlets social media outlets in specific to just do whatever the hell she wants and to deliver her message and it's amazing and it's also October since you mentioned domestic violence awareness month so if you haven't yet please um search out for an organization that you'd like to support because it's really important and we encourage that. Absolutely. Or support um, writers and media makers like Saida. She has a Patreon page and, and so much of the support that she gets from people like you and me help her have the uh, space and time and energy to be able to continue making that work. So give to, you know, organizations like Mujeres Latinas en Acción here in Chicago, um, Rape Victim Advocates. Um, between Friends. Between Friends. I mean, there's so many organizations uh, doing amazing work, but then there's also individuals like Saida that can, mm -hmm. even doing that is helping someone who is shedding light and awareness on, on the work that is needed. Okay, so episode five is, I don't have favorites, but it was also, it was just so memorable. It was a good one. It, it was, was a good one. It was where we interview Jackie Caraves from uh, one of our, like one of our shared favorite podcasts, Anzal Doing It. Um, Jackie uh, was so funny, as, is very funny, but in, on, in our recorded interview, um, just made me laugh and made it, I just felt like I have known Jackie for a really long time. And I think a lot of that is because she and Angelica um, lead with vulnerability. Like that is something that they are, do not shy away from. And um, I just admire that so, so much. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say, actually, is what a beautiful example for us and what a just for me personally to share your story and not being afraid of speaking your truth, um, even if it's being recorded and shared everywhere, because they definitely kind of laid that foundation. And now they're almost they're doing dissertations. They're kind of on a new journey themselves. So if you've never listened to Ansal doing it, you should. Um, and please check them out. But that was a great one. And, you know, thank you for all the work that you all do as well. Mm -hmm. Episode six. Who was who was our featured guest on that one? Carmen Mujica. Oh, yeah. Amazing, oh amazing. That, like, that literally, like, that was an edited down one, but we weren't on the phone with her for hours um, because she was just schooling us left and right with so much amazing information about everything, like, all of the stuff that geeks us out, which colonialism, Reproductive like... Reproductive justice. Mm. She's a birthrights activist, yeah. right? She, Food politics. Doula. Yeah. Everything. You mentioned it. What a way to really incorporate intersectionality into the framework of her um, practices and work and just the way that she kind of leads. And it was amazing and an honor to have her. So, um, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I loved her. I love that episode and, and um, talking with Gadamen. She's also on Twitter. So, so many of the guests that we've had has been... I, I always joke, I'm like, this is why I started a podcast. It's why I can have... Uh, a platform to invite all the people that I'm a complete like fangirl over on Twitter and social media who I have learned so much from just invite them to talk um, and share wisdom with us and um, just 
get to have, you know, a chance to talk about specific topics that we care about. Um, on that same episode, it was the first time that we featured a second interview on an episode for Colita de Rana, which is a different segment. And in that episode, episode six, we had uh, Victor Arroyo, who is um, an amazing healer here in Chicago. Um, he's a friend of mine, and I, uh, I definitely consider him a, a mentor and a teacher. Um, he holds uh, a lot of workshops. Does, he's so involved in the community here in Chicago. I have so much love for him and admire him so, so much because he cares so deeply about making um, the knowledge that he shares, making it so accessible to to people in the community. So I loved being able to have him on the show. Yeah, you can really tell it really comes through in even that little clip that we had with him because he just is so honest and so, like you said, generous with his knowledge and the work that he does. And yeah, we were really lucky to have him and uh, follow him. He always has a lot of, I mean, if you're here from Chicago, he always has a lot of stuff going on, workshops, um, community-centered. So please um, look him up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and we've also done a lot of cross collaboration. We we belong to like a makeshift collective, um, Victor and I, and we've done a lot of cross collaboration, bringing um, Brenda Salgado in, who we'll talk about in a moment from California, and um, having workshops at Full Circle Collective. So it's been wonderful working with him and getting to know him more and more this year as well. Episode seven was with Melissa Dupre, um, who is an amazing. What doesn't she do? She's a she's a writer, an actress, um, she, a comedian. She uh, social justice advocate, women's rights activist. She like basically she's a teacher. Yes, yeah, she does a lot of stuff. So talented. Um, I was so grateful to have her on the on the podcast because when she came on for episode seven, she really um, walked us through uh, what it means to heal from grief, but also how like grief is uh, interconnected with healing, almost like you can't sometimes you need one in order to do the other. Um like grief helps transcend us and helps move us and and transforms us. Um, it's it's a part of life. Like we will all go through grief. Um, so I just really admired again um, her radical honesty and her sharing so much of herself with us. Yeah, she was. It was so amazing because she's hilarious. Um, but at the same time, she can, like she was getting into such a deep conversation with us. And so it was just so multifacetico, right? Mm-hmm. And just having a conversation with her was amazing. And you can, and she does like Reiki and just so much other stuff around healing. And it was just such a beautiful energy to have in the room and in the podcast. Um, so I know that she's doing a lot of stuff right now, a lot of performing. So if you haven't mm-hmm. checked her out, you should, because she's hilarious and we really, really, really admire and or thank her. Um, I did see her show. Well, I don't know if it's her show, but Brown Girls. Well, she is yeah, there. She's in the show, yes. Um, afterwards, and it's amazing. So if you haven't checked that out, you should. What is it? So it's a show based on kind of like a true story here in Chicago of two like best friends. Um, and it just kind of follows them. And it's... Uh, you know, people of color, women of color centered, queer centered. And yeah, you can recognize some spots uh, in Chicago if you are familiar with it. So that's great. It's a web series. Yes, web series. Wonderful. And in that episode for Colita de Rana, we had a segment by Daisy and Melissa from Brown and Proud Press. Um, They uh, are also a collective of zine artists and um i really loved having them on the show too because i learned so much about their craft um melissa read this beautiful poem and actually she read a couple of poems from one of her personal zines that had been published by the press and i just loved learning about um artists you know like there's so many artists in chicago and so it just is always 
such a blessing to be able to learn about artists that are weaving um, community at the same time with their art, which, I, you know, the best art only, it does. So um, I loved having them on the show and just learning more about um, this whole other like world that I I hadn't known about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it was just such a great example of people coming together, folks coming together and really creating community in a space that they wanted to see that it wasn't there before, but they imagined it and they basically created it. And I think that for me, Sana Sana is a lot of that is a lot of the conversations that I've wanted to have or that I was never able to have. Um, I can have them here with you and with whoever is listening. So it was just great to see that and to hear kind of their stories. So thank you, uh, Brown and Proud Press, uh, Melissa and Daisy. Yay. Um, so we, we joked that this was seven and a half. Technically, it probably would have been episode eight, but we said it was seven and a half. True, true, because it was, yeah, it was shorter and it was a live <laughs> one as well. But that one just kind of was a check-in, right? Um, we checked in to see where we were at, what we were doing, um, what were, where were we at? I don't we, remember. We recorded that episode at your house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before you moved. Um, and it was also like early summer. So there was just so much going on and it was a way for us to get grounded really. Yeah. And just to like check in on each other, see how we were doing and publish an episode because we hadn't done that in a while. Um, Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, the, the beginning of the summer was, we had a very, I don't want to say busy because busy is like an understatement. It was yeah. it was a chaotic summer. It was a great summer. It was a heartbreaking summer. So much happened over the summer. Um, so I was just glad that we were able to come together um, to put out even that little shorty. <laughs> true, true. And it was just nice to get together to share some food and just check in with everyone. Yeah, because I noticed, I think, for that one, for that seven and a half, like, we finally had hit our stride in the kind of um, rituals that we have started making for ourselves every time we get together for an episode. Like, we always make sure that um, we check in with ourselves and each other before we hit the record button. Um, We always have food <laughs> there's always food mm-hmm. and um we're getting into the habit of making sure that we either light a candle or burn some sage just to kind of reacquaint ourselves with our senses to just remember uh, to be in the present to be in the moment and that feels really good yeah it does and i think we've done meditation too you lead the meditation which i love so thank you yeah, my pleasure which brings us to our last episode that we recorded before this one, episode eight. Episode eight was Brenda Salgado and Troy Hardin. Correct. Finally, I say his name uh, correctly. I'm an ESL baby, so <laughs> don't at me. Um, yeah, so that was one of my favorite ones, actually, I think. Well, it's, Brenda has such a soothing, calming presence and voice and um, that episode was recorded right after we had a kind of session with her. Um, she led a community session around meditation and mindfulness. And I just remember how I felt afterwards. And it was so mm-hmm. relaxed and grounded and just uh, amazing. So I think that every time I think of her and that episode, I'm just brought back to that place of just stillness and happiness and Mm -hmm. so that's just what it brings me brings me back to so yeah a lot of amazing tips um that she gave us and just so uh so much information about how to be uh how to practice mindfulness um, meditation for beginners etc so if you haven't checked out her book please do or just check her out because she has such um knowledge and just amazing information that she shares um yeah you know what's amazing about that episode? So we put that episode, episode eight, out in uh, August. Um, and it's October now. So the funny thing is, Brenda's interview is from when she came in the winter. So she had come, what was like January or February yes. to Chicago. And we had recorded the interview after that workshop that Adriana mentioned. And we didn't get to 
add it to an episode for many months later. But that should give you an idea of like how much care and planning and um, effort and energy and blood and sweat and tears goes into each episode. Um, I think we're going to be recording probably a few of of the, this style of episodes where it's just us checking in and talking to each other while I figure out my computer situation. But, you know, um, we're going to be moving into this here momentarily, just thinking a little more reflectively about what we've learned in the last year, putting together an, a podcast and having done these eight episodes. But I think this is sort of where I, I want to start is that like each episode that has featured a guest um, has invested like hours of our time, right? So like we booked the guest, invited as much as possible if the guest was in Chicago or visiting, we, we tried to record in person. And so there was like scheduling and coordinating to make sure that we were both able to do that on our, we work full time. So this was always having, to, it was had to be in either in an evening or on a weekend and then on top of that, we would record separately to the the other segments that that are part of the show, and then edit all those together. Mm-hmm. And you know, every time we would have a guest, we really would think about what theme or story were we trying to tell in that specific episode. So while you know, I always want more I always want more content I want to put more and more out because I think about the podcast daily um I am really proud of the work that we've done in the last year like eight episodes feels like okay we didn't give up like we kept at least regularly putting putting uh work out you know um so that's like what I think about <laughs> when I think about episode eight is like the the process for putting out a podcast is like our healing. It's not linear, um, but there's always a way. We, we never let anything go to waste, so to speak. So one, one episode that is coming hopefully very soon I feel like I've teased these interviews for a while now. I feel like I've mentioned them in other episodes that are coming out. But Rosie Magana, we recorded her interview months ago. And I'm so excited to drop that one because Rosie's voice is pure molasses. It's just like sweet and, (laughs) you know, raw and just like it just makes you feel so good when you hear her speak. And then um, Rosalind Cecilia, um, her interview about the work that she does with young folks in Connecticut. Um, I was just listening it, to it earlier this week, and it, it just really blows my mind because I, she's someone that I've only met online. I've been her Facebook friend for like four years now, and I just have learned so much from just following her following her on Facebook because she is like a master facilitator when it comes to like bringing conversations that are just really like provocative and, and poignant and like really calls in her community to unpack a lot of these like difficult questions that we have to ask ourselves sometimes around anti-blackness and um, homophobia in Latinx communities. So I just have so much respect for her and I'm really excited to put that episode out soon too. And then we'll be back to square one in (laughs) recording new interviews. And I think what Adriana and I have talked about is like not being so ambitious to like record a million interviews uh, because then we have to catch up with the production of those. Like, I think we're going to just try to interview or record interviews like one at a time moving forward. Kind of as we go. But I think I loved what you said about celebrating what we have so far, because I think that both of us were so ambitious uh, and we're so kind of gung ho about having 12, you know, one a month. I think we even said at some point that we wanted two a month or something like that. But it just kind of shows to me that just staying present and being happy with the progress that we've had and all the work that we've done. And you're completely right when you say that 
each and every one of those episodes has taken so much um, kind of of our healing, so much unpacking of us personally. And yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do it any other way. And that's just how it is. Like you said, it's like, it's like healing in itself. And I really, really, truly believe that. And I was thinking about it even before it's, it's the podcast, it's part of our lives. So we, and our lives are not planned in that way. So if it didn't happen, like we wanted to, I mean, that's life. So (laughs) (laughs) I want to kind of harness that and believe in that um, because I think it brings me some comfort. That's great. Um, So now that we've kind of run through the episodes that we have worked on, um, what in general um, comes to mind as, you know, you think about the last year um, of us getting together, um, recording, editing, um, what... uh, what are some like big wins that you would consider uh, for yourself that has come out of being a podcaster for the first time? (laughs) So let's see. I think that my patience has really been tested and often I'm not a very patient person (laughs) in any way, shape or form. And I think that this past year, within the podcast and within just so many changes that I had, including like a new job, a new house, apartment, not house. Um, And yeah, the podcast itself, healing, having a new therapist, um, just so much has really kind of pushed me to be just a little bit more um, patient and to really learn how to how to achieve that and I think obviously I'm still working on it but I've really I I've really come to just understand that things come when they come mm-hmm. and um, I was having a conversation with my therapist about it and she was just saying the end result is going to be the end result no matter what no matter if you're pushing it for it to happen tomorrow or if you just kind of take a step back and try to come at it with a little bit more tranquility and just kind of grace. And I think that that really has changed the way that I see healing, the way that I see kind of the world. And, you know, I think that that's been such a gift to me to just come at things with a little bit just more patience. And um, that's it's really taught me a lot. Thank you. It's okay. I love that. Um, wow. And it, it just, it makes me teary because I, you've, you've come a long way in a year and I like, I've gotten to see you blossom in so many ways. And I know there's so much more that's coming, um, but it's been such a privilege and joy to be able to mm. bear witness. <laughs> I know. Well, and you're not the only one. I was just thinking as you were talking, you helped jog my memory of where I was a year ago. I also changed jobs in the last year. And I'll be actually, um, it's funny because I had, I started a new job like a month after we launched our podcast. And what's incredible is that um, the alignment that comes in being transparent and who like talking really openly about um, how important it is for me to destigmatize mental health, to really like own my story in as many places as possible has really been like my mission this year, right? Like to be radically honest about who I am, right? Like more proudly proclaiming my queerness has been like part of that, more proudly proclaiming um, that I'm a woman in recovery, that I'm a sober woman um, living in sobriety and, and intentionally healing has been a big part of my story and being really open about it, not hiding. Um, and, and you know, like acknowledging that uh, for me, anonymity, I, I completely understand why that is necessary uh, for a lot of folks. Um, but I have the privilege, I have, I have a privilege of like, uh, being able to be bold about about the work that I'm doing. And so I take that privilege with responsibility to speak out because um, I can afford to lose my job. 
um, I've always been able to make it. And so that I don't have fear of like losing my job. And because of that, I've been blessed with having a job that like supports that. Like I work for an organization that facilitates really honest conversations with young people about sex, about mental health and about substance use. So I, you would think that it should be easy to be able to own that for myself, but even within organizations like that, like it's still like shaky ground to be able to be like, yes, I'm a woman in like in recovery, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I made that choice and I am so lucky that I um, am really supported at work to be able to do that. So like people, not, not every single coworker. Cause I, work for a national organization, but I don't hide the fact that I have a podcast. So I'm sure there are coworkers who have either listened to the podcast or know about the podcast. I, I, um, on social media, especially Twitter, I share a lot about my thoughts around, um, healing and recovery and mental health and substance use and alcohol abuse. Um, I share my thoughts about that on Twitter and like that's public and I, I use that for work sometimes, you know, like I'm pretty open about that. So I'm still like very new at living that way, like completely um, aligning who I am in my personal life with who I am at work. Um, that sort of has become sort of like my brand. I don't like to use that word, but it's like the best way I can conceptualize it right now. But like, this is the kind of communications that I'm committed to. And I am a communications professional by trade. So like, I just was exhausted of always keeping that separate. And I'm just not doing that anymore. And I feel like because of that, like I'm just getting stronger in the way I do my work. Um, but it's not easy. I still like get scared about like, who's going to listen. Um, so a lot of that fear comes from like, who's listening from my family. And that's another way I've grown this year. And that like, I'm okay today with like the chips falling, how they may like, I'm okay with like, whatever is discovered or learned about me. Um, I'm trying to be proactive in sharing that with my family. Um, the ones that are willing to listen, you know, not all, not all of them are, but the family members that are willing to listen and want to learn more about who I am. I'm really trying to show that person. I'm trying to like show who I am. So that has been huge for me this year. Um, and that's been a big part of my work. As I have mentioned on the show, like, Um, when I started the podcast a year ago with you, I had only been sober for about a year. Now it's been two years, right? A little over two years. My, my sobriety date is July 23rd. So it's been two years and a few months. And, um, while I still feel like a baby in recovery, like two years is starting to feel like, okay, this is a real thing. This is my life. And, um, getting sober was just the beginning of healing. It wasn't the end all be all. It was only like I needed to get clear headed in order to start to do the really heavy work that I'm doing now in recovery, which, which is through another program I'm working called adult children of alcoholics slash dysfunctional families. Um, I'm coming up on a year in that program in December. So another year of reflection down the pipeline. So a lot has happened um, since we started this podcast for me and in terms of my my, my healing journey. Okay, I love what you said about being bold and who you are and being honest and not caring in a sense because I think that you've been such a huge kind of example and mentor to me because... That's something that so many people struggle with, right? Being who you really are with your family and your friends and your coworkers and your other friends, right? And I think that um, that's something that I've also been trying to work on is to be honest with um, just everyone in terms of my healing, in terms of mental health, in terms of uh, my depression, um, in terms of 
being someone who takes medication, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I don't think that I would be where I'm where I'm at now without the podcast and without you as such a huge, generous example of, of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, I say it from the bottom of my heart because it's it's just so true. And um, that's something that I look forward to continue working on is just being who we are and just being honest about just the different the dip, just the different parts of us, right? And um, you mentioned being comfortable and just being open with our queerness. Like so many of us from, you know, communities of color, from immigrant communities um, struggle with that. And I think that, you know, even though I've been out and, you know, proud, if you will, for so long, there's there's still some of that that's behind there. And it's just still that shame and that stigma that we continue to try to fight against in this podcast. And, um, you know, we're really honest about the struggles that we go through and how hard it is to continue to work through that. And so we hope that, you know, Sana Sana is a place where others can find some comfort and some strength, um, just like I feel like we do here. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's not easy for either of us, but we're so committed to this idea of liberation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and I feel like we have a little taste of it and it's I feel like once you do you just I mean at least I don't want to go back um because it's it's a different way of seeing yourself and of Mm -hmm. seeing yourself grow and heal and it's it's really beautiful and um I'm just really thankful really thankful for sana sana me too that was more than three big wins that was a lot of wins yes (laughs) it's a lot of wins and yeah we're uh we're just getting started any last thoughts or lessons learned that you want to share before we end our time today? Hmm. So I think one that I've been really working on, uh, specifically in therapy, I know we've talked about it a lot. I know I've talked about it to my partner a lot, is being present, being grounded, um, being mindful. Um, and it's just always been a struggle for me. Maybe it's because I'm a Pisces. Who knows? Um, Or maybe it's because you don't want to be present. You always want to either think of the past or the future because the present is hard or because you don't know how to cope with it. But in any case, really either celebrating or feeling um, whatever the present has to give you. And I think that that's something really hard for me. And it's it's done... um, it's done a lot of harm for me and it's not a a place to be grounded or for me to think uh, clearly. And it's something that I'm continuing to work with through like therapy, meditation, talking to it about other people and just trying to be as mindful as possible. And so that's something that I'm going to continue to explore and to work on because I think that it's going to be really key for me and for my healing. So Mm -hmm. just trying to be present, trying to, um, yeah, celebrate what I have now and what, you know, life is giving me and just what I'm giving myself, really. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm looking forward to continue working on and hopefully making part of my little toolkit. Okay, but what do you want to manifest? Uh, <laughs> I know we're talking about the present, but in the present, what do we want to manifest? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. What do you have? For the podcast specifically? Yes. Um, well, I want to have more tokaya time for sure. I loved that we celebrated our podcast anniversary by going to meet tokaya. That was so cute. I love that place and amazing restaurant. Um, the woman who is the chef there is brilliant and y'all should check her out. Um, but it was just again a lot of a lot more of what we're doing now, right? Like pausing to reflect on on where we're at and what we're doing. And I think that's what Tokaya time is, right? Mm-hmm. For every episode is we, we check in with ourselves and each other to see how is it that we're doing um, because we care, right? We care about ourselves and each other. Um, so I want to do more of that. Um, I am really excited about bringing more guests on, like... Um, one of our friends and listeners, Veronica, um, had tagged uh, me on one of the threads on Facebook 
about a, an article that was written by about therapy for Latinxes, which I've been following them on Instagram for a while, and I have been meaning to reach out to them when we got back to interviews again um, to interview them about their concept and the database that they have oh, about awesome. yeah about having. Um, therapists who are Latinx or or have been trained um, to to give culturally informed therapy uh, for Latinx specifically um, like I want I want to learn more about the resource and I want them to come on the show um, I think that would be great I, I mean there's so many people that that's just like one example but there's so many people that I want to feature um, I want to talk more openly um, about like one of the big inspirations for me for this um, podcast was to to talk more openly about my journey with sobriety um, because I don't think we can talk about mental health without talking about alcohol and and drugs um, so I want to do like more shows around different topics that we've been I mean we've been doing a really good job of having like different aspects of mental health mm -hmm. throughout the show but I'm I'm looking forward to sharing that about you know, my, my story and my life, because, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see that anywhere. Like I, I follow blogs and media, um, by women who talk about their recovery, about, um, other people who talk about their recovery, but it's, it's so overwhelmingly white and male. Um, I don't really see it a lot for like Latinxes or, I don't. I don't know anyone who's doing it. <laughs> so we'll bring it to you. Yeah. Um. What else? Um. I really want to get a new computer for the podcast. Yes, manifest. Yes, I'm manifesting that. <laughs> um. Yeah. I actually. Um. One of my favorite parts is the interview. So I'm really looking forward to kind of doing that work doing some research and seeing what's out there. Um, and, you know, the podcast, it's about being innovative, about elevating other people's work, specifically Latinx, people of color, queer, gender nonconforming. And I think that we have a lot of that that we can bring uh, for the upcoming year. And I'm really excited to share that with everyone. Um, but yeah, I just hope that we continue just being honest and sharing our stories. And um, hopefully we've been trying to do a meetup with uh, listeners mm -hmm. and um, hopefully that'll be in the works soon and we can meet you all. Yeah. Um, that would be really cool. And that's one of the things that I'm really excited about. I love that. Oh, that's some good. That's a good start. Yes. <laughs> well, um, this has been a really fun uh, night and I'm so glad that we were able to get together to reflect um, and to record with our other podcast mates, the dogs, because <laughs> they are a part of the original launch, right? They were there. They were the first a year ago there, right? They also introduced <laughs> themselves and they're still here also. Yeah. Well, have a uh, wonderful week. I'm so excited um, to plan for our next episode um but until then sana mañana sana mañana